Hey, 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 this is Ty, the Family Made Mom. I am coming to you today and talking about the word addicted. I just want to stay right there on the word addicted because it's so important to discuss. I tell you, I have um, run across so many different people, including myself, and just thinking of the effects of addiction And how it can overrun, overtake our lives in ways that we're not even, sometimes we're not even cognizant. We have no realization of the effects of what we are doing and how they are taking a toll on our family life, our mental health. Uh, There's so many different things that I would like to cover in a little bit of time today. I haven't been on here in such a long time. I've missed you all, but... um, It is important to take a break and understand the importance of taking that break. So when we think of the word addicted, you know how big I am on definitions. Addicted, uh, when we Google it, is physically and mentally dependent on a particular substance and unable to stop taking it without incurring adverse effects. It also says it's enthusiastically devoted to a particular thing or activity. Um, When we look at the second part, I think that is what we use. um, That's the definition that we use to excuse our addictive um, natures or behaviors. Um, And I'm going to say stop saying um here in a second because I have so much I want to say and I'm trying to compile it into such um, a small amount of time. We look at the word addiction and we see that. Number one, it's unhealthy. We see that addictions in its proper form was created to show that something is out of balance. Something is out of whack. Something is taking over a portion or part of our life, mind, strength, health, and it needs to stop. But because there is a driving force behind it, we're unable to stop it immediately Instead, we say things like, oh, it's not that bad and I can stop whenever I want. We use these uh, stages of denial. And in that stage of denial, what we do is we continue in unhealthy behaviors because we don't want to address the truth. So then we step into a place of avoidance. We avoid reality because we are stuck in a place doing a thing that is tearing us apart. So uh, when we look at the first definition, when it's describing something, an adjective, it says physically, that means our body, our physical bodies, and mentally, that's your mind, dependent. You need it, gotta have it. On a particular substance, pause. I wanna say that addictions don't just have to be on a substance. You can be addicted to TV. You can be addicted to pornography. You can be addicted to a person. There's so many different types of addictions and I will not limit them just to a substance because a lot of us see our kids are addicted to gaming devices. And I want to talk about these different types of addictions because it's so important to address the truth. A lot of us are seeing so many unhealthy Things go on in our homes and we have we have uh, so wonderfully avoided 
the reality and the truth of the matter. Because we don't, some of us don't know how to deal with things in our home. Some of us don't want to deal with things in our home. But the truth of the matter is things are out of whack. Things are out of balance. And to be honest, God is calling us to get them back in order. I know some people don't like to talk about God, but you might have stepped on the wrong podcast because I love and believe in the Lord God, Jesus Christ. And I know that he is our guide. He is our director. He, uh, Proverbs 3, uh, Three and three through five talks about how when we trust in the Lord with all our heart and lean not to our own understanding, but in all of our ways, we acknowledge him. He will direct us. When we become addicted, we fall off the straight and narrow path and we dive into and indulge ourselves in these things, people, places and things that are unhealthy for us. Why do you keep saying us? I, you know, this is for the moms. No, I'm, I'm addressing it because the family, the backbone of the family is at stake here. And it's in a, it's in such a devastating state. If we look at our homes without trying to um, <laughs> present ourselves as a perfect model, we'll see that there's something that needs to be fixed, something that needs to be adjusted. Does it mean that each family is addicted? No, it does not. But I want to address the ones that are because it's time out for playing games. We talk so much about, uh, you know, I'm going to do me and this is a time for me as a mom to do me. Well, I would like to say that when you signed up to be a mom, I really want to let you know that in being a mom, there's so many sacrifices that you have to make. I'm not addressing whether you are a single parent. I'm not addressing whether or not the father does his job. I'm simply addressing the mom because this is the family made mom. (laughs) So I want to address the moms. I want to say that we every day make sacrifices. It's become uh, such a norm for us. And I don't think that that's a bad thing until we sacrifice ourselves. That's when it becomes unhealthy, out of balance. Is it an addictive behavior? Only if you uh, are addicted to something that is causing the behavior. So here's what I want to say. When we look at the first part of this definition, somewhere in my body, somewhere in my mind, I have this out of whack need on a particular person, place or thing. And I am unable to stop taking it without incurring adverse effects without this person place or thing i am mean i am mad i am angry i am out of character that's what an addiction is and that's what it looks like if i am someone who is addicted to games when i am not on my games what do i look like I look the exact same as what I look like when I am on the game. Think about it. When you are on the game, what are you? You are completely focused in on something. Well, when I'm not on the game, I am completely focused on doing whatever I have to do to get back to my games. Or check this out. I might actually be so unfocused because all I want to do is get back to the game. 
Maybe I'm a sober gaming addict. Listen to this because we can attach this to almost anything. If you keep listening, maybe I'm a sober gaming addict and I'm someone who can function in every facet of life, but yet and still I am addicted to gaming. I know how to become all things to all men so that I can at all costs get back to the game. Doesn't that sound familiar? How people pervert scriptures, how we twist them and make them look like what we want them to look like so that we can make life easier for us. There's a danger zone in that. And I'm getting ready to go there. Um, We look at these different things that are happening inside this addiction. What is happening when I am in the game? What is going on in my mind? When I am in this game, there is a, there is a, um, oh, what do you call these little things? An infographic that I want to show you that talks about gaming. Oh, it's so good. It's so, so good. And what I think is so, so good about this here, um, when you want something, it's hard for you to find it. And now I'm so super sad because I can't find it. Um, I just had it too. So when you become engrossed in gaming, there are certain chemicals um, that take place. There are certain chemicals that, um, here we go. Yay, I found it. Sorry about that. So there are certain chemicals that take place, that uh, arise and take form in your brain in an unbalanced way. Hear me when I say it's unbalanced. Okay, so I'm going to show you this on my uh, blog, but I actually want to talk to you about it because there's something called dopamine. I don't know if you know what that is, but it's involved in learning and feelings of reward. It's released in your brain during your game play. So what's happening is as you are playing this game, here comes all this dopamine and you're feeling so great and you're feeling so rewarded. And for someone, think about this, someone who lives in an environment where there's no rewards, there's no appreciation, there's no love and there's no real attention. But here, when I'm in this game, all this dopamine is being released and I feel so great. I feel so appreciated because I'm winning. I want to stay there. I don't want to leave. Well, to some people, you'd be like, oh, well, it's just a game. But what kind of game am I playing? Well, when I'm playing Grand Theft Auto, I'm rewarded every time I'm still in a car or beating a granny over her head or or I'm doing something. First of all, it's Grand Theft Auto. Ding, 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 ding. But then there's these private rooms that I can go to and I can do all this foolishness in, you know, whether it's having sex with someone or whether I'm doing something else or just doing something I'm not supposed to do. I'm being rewarded. This chemical is being released at such a high capacity that I'm actually, I actually have a passion, I actually have a desire and a lust to get back to this because it's feeding a part of me that maybe is not being fed anywhere else. Okay. So I don't even play games. I'm an adult. My kids don't play games. Great. 
How much time do you spend on the TV? If you don't have the TV, how do you react? Come on, lady, it's TV. How much time do you spend on the TV? When you don't have the TV, when you don't have your phone, when you are outside of your electronics, how do you feel? Is there a feeling of emptiness, loneliness, sadness? Is there a feeling as if you don't know what to do, but when you get back onto your electronic device or when you are watching that TV show, does it reward you in the same way? Is it releasing something on the inside of you that holds you captive inside of it to the point where when you don't have it, you feel some kind of a way. To the point when you don't have it, you cannot function as you normally would. Are you addicted? Now, I'll pause here and I'll give you a little skin of a ring on Ty, me. I'll tell you about how I felt when I was not um, watching my shows or when I was um, not doing something on uh an electronic electronic device. I um, began to feel angry. I had already distanced myself because in my mind, what I was doing was so important. It was more important than spending time with my children. It was more important than spending time with my husband. It was more important sometimes than actually getting my work done. It was so much more important. I had to have it and I had to have it my way. In some ways, I would say that, oh, well, watching this is, you know, just my way of escape. And then I would look around in my house and I would see that things were so out of place. I would see that I was I had formed this such an unhealthy habit and such an unhealthy attachment to this thing. Whether it was a TV show, whether it was just the TV and having the noise on, whether it was me scrolling on Facebook or Instagram It was such an unhealthy attachment and I did not want to stop. I had become addicted. Even if it was in a minute form, I was still addicted. And did you hear how I gave you the effects of it before I told you about, you know, all the extras? I was distant. How can a mom of five be distant? You don't have time for that. No, 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 no. Things weren't getting done around the house, so your house was in a disarray? Absolutely. But aren't you misorganized your home? Yeah, and I still had an issue. Does that sound like you? Does it sound like you, someone you know? Because it's very easy for us to talk about all the fluffy things, but when it comes to actually addressing or talking about the things that really matter, for me, it is my family. The family, my family made me a better mom. I wouldn't be able to help anyone if I didn't understand what it was and the importance of being a good mom. I can't do it if I'm distant. I can't do it if I'm addicted to foolishness. The TV is created to drive us away from our families. Say it isn't so, it is so. But I watch Ilyana, I don't want to hear all of the self-help TV shows that you're watching. If everything that you're watching is pulling you away from your primary 
purpose, which is your family. It's building, building a great family model and example. Does that mean that you can never watch TV? That's not what an addiction is. It's something that you're unable to stop doing without incurring an adverse effect. If when you stop watching your shows, you're like, oh my gosh, you guys pull me away from my shows. I'm so mad. If when you're off of, when you have to put down Facebook, you're like, oh my gosh, what do you want? You seen I was doing something. Or if when you are not, you know, taking this drug or uh, on this game, or if you're not involved in talking on the phone and having the greatest gossip, or you're not talking to this person or whatever it is. If when you stop doing it, there is an adverse effect that comes along with it. What do you mean by adverse? Well, for some people, it is a twitch for substances. Some people, it is an imbalance in your mind. You are unable to um, function in a healthy way. If you become angry, disgruntled, if you become subject to violent behavior, if you have abnormal desires, unhealthy desires, that is an adverse effect. If you look at your life and you say, hey, I have become addicted to this, addicted to that, and it is spilling over into my life, my mind, my home, everything, my work life, everything is being affected. Well, what do you do from there? What are some things that you can think of just off the rip? The, the normal person who's never been addicted to something will be like, well, just stop. But I'm addicted when I stop doing this thing or going to this place or being around this person, something happens. I am no longer myself. I'm already not really myself when I'm involved in this person, place and or thing, place and or thing, <laughs> place and or thing. I'm already out of character. What can I do? to stop the first thing I would say if you are at a point where you're not even able to see that you're addicted it's going to be hard to step away from the addiction if you're at least at a place where you can say this is actually an, a, a problem well listen if it is a problem then there has to be a solution that's just how I look at it if there is a problem, then there has to be a solution. Right? The problem is I'm addicted. I have formed a habit, a connection, an unhealthy attachment to a person, place, and or thing. And now I am struggling. I'm really struggling. And I need help with it. So when you think of just getting rid of an addiction, if it's a person, how do you get away from the person? If this person is prone to violent behavior, then that's a whole nother thing. 
If you are in a um, involved in an addiction that has to do with a person, or if the person is actually feeding your addiction, then that becomes a double whammy because now I'm already in an abusive situation, and on top of that, I also have this addic- this addiction. But when I lead this person. Is my addiction still being fed? That's a great question. So if I'm in a place where if I get rid of this person, there's no violence involved. So I can get rid of the person. Bam. There's one problem solved. Now I am dealing with the actual addiction. Who's feeding this addiction? If the person feeding the addiction is me, then I need a support system. Who is around you? If you are inside of a family and the family has not completely written you off, sometimes in our addictions, we can become overwhelming to our families to the point where they feel like, because I love you, the best thing to do is for me to leave you alone to deal with your addiction because being around you has now become unhealthy for our families. For those of us in an addiction, it's a two-edged sword. We can actually understand what they're doing. And at the same point, it hurts what they're doing. So if you're in a family that still you have a, a, a good relationship with them and you can sit down and say, listen, I want help. I need help. And in order to get rid of this addiction, So if it's somebody who's gaming and you can talk to your family and say, listen, I realize I'm addicted to gaming and here's what it's doing to me. If what is happening has become a violent or overly sexual uh, or to the point where it is perverted. um, If it has become something that is driving your emotions in a negative way. If it is something that mentally, when you don't have it, things are not in their proper perspective, then that is a help that you need outside of your home. Um, I always believe that prayer is the very foundation. I believe that when I pray, God hears me. I believe that he gives us instruction. I want to talk to you about this. There are places that we can get to in our mind. When even in prayer, things have become so distorted that I am not hearing correctly. I am not seeing correctly. My mind is not sound in that place. For some people, you need help just to be able to think clearly. Now, there are different type of places that you can go. I always look for the place that has Christ at the center. There are Christian rehab centers. There are places where uh, those of us who are believers can go and you can go to this rehab center. If it is not to the point where you are impulsive, um, where you are violent, but you still have cravings, I would really encourage you to look at what your addiction looks like. If you are addicted to a TV show or the electronics, something simple to do is to take time 
and say, okay, I'm going to set a boundary for myself. And I'm going to say that within this boundary, if I go over, here's what I do. If you are used to spending eight hours on your electronic device or on your TV, tablet, whatever, what are reasonable, reasonable stages that you can go through to help you with this? I would say reasonable stages are to say, okay, so if I'm spending eight hours, if I cut back and I'm only spending four hours, I cut that time in half. Here's what'll happen. When you cut that time in half, you'll start to see those extra four hours. You'll start to see things that need to be done. And hopefully you'll start to get them done. Whether it's starting to spend time with your children, whether it is getting more work done, whether it is organizing things around the home. Now you are occupying time. And again, guess what? You'll actually start to Get back into a place where you locate, again, your hobbies, your creative side, outside of just doing that thing that you were addicted to. So um, some people who are addicted to alcohol or drugs or things like that, or um, people who have been addicted to pornography, uh, they will start to do art. Now, here's something I want to say. Uh, when it comes to gaming and pornography, those things have to do with images. And for some people, because they have become so attached to these images and because we know that it takes a long time for images to leave our mindset or to the effects or the stimulation that comes along with that, because so many chemicals are released in our body, in our mind, when we engage in pornography or gaming. Because of the effect that it has, it takes a while for that effect to wear off. Just like when it uh, comes to us being um, addicted to um, some type of substance or thing like that, something like that, or um, alcohol, some type of liquid. When it comes to addictions like that, it takes a while for the effect to wear off, for the desires, you know, uh, for some people who are addicted to um substances that have to do with sugar for them they can't have a lot of sugar otherwise it'll drive them right back to that addiction so they have to wean themselves off of that so in regards to the pictures and the images when you begin to stimulate your mind in a positive way and you begin to recreate images that are positive some people take up photography and in their photographic moment they look at things in their natural state they look at um, nature and the beauty of nature. And they look at nature in a way to keep things in their proper perspective. Because what happens is in pornography, what you do is you take the humanistic portion of sex away. And you begin to look at people as objects. So now these things, you can do whatever you want with these things, including, including abuse them, rape them, beat them, kill them. You know, that's what happens in pornography, that addiction to pornography, it can become so distorted that you no longer look at humans in the correct way. It becomes out of sorts. Why are you talking about this on The Family Made Mom? Because some of your children are addicted to pornography. Some of them are addicted to uh, people, places, and things, 
And because we are so out of our, out of the norm when it comes to our families, we are so out of touch with our family. We have not reached in to touch and see what they are thinking and or feeling. So now these children that we have, guess what? Our children are so out of focus, out of whack, and we don't even know it. We haven't even tapped into where they are. And Ty, you didn't talk about everything that you can do with an addiction, but I gave you a foundation. And as you know, I am getting ready to do a blog on being addicted just here shortly. And I'll attach the link to the podcast as well. But I feel like it's important. We have to know what happens inside the mind when we become addicted. And not only do we have to know what happens, we have to be able to see it, especially with if it's in ourselves. But see it if it's on our children. And then what do we do? How do we help them with their addiction? How do we help them to see that something that is wrong on the inside of us, something is wrong with what we are doing and the effects that it makes? The infographic shows it. And then what you can do is you can say, listen, let's go through what happens when you play the game? I'm relating it to children because sometimes for adults, it's harder for them to go through it on their own because they're they're too busy excusing themselves out of it. I know I've been there uh, for a while. I've started. Um, I had been on Facebook so much. I didn't want to address the fact that I was addicted to waking up and going to sleep to Facebook. I didn't want to see that. I didn't want to see that within myself until I realized what in the world do you care about Facebook so much for? Why? Why do you care so much? And when I realized that I really didn't, I just wanted something to scroll in, down, and through, and all the pictures aren't even real. Back to gaming. So, when we talk to our children, or when we address it ourselves, because there's women that are uh, addicted to gaming, just like there are men, boys, and girls. All right? So, when we look at this and we say, okay... What happens when you get ready to play the game? When you think about the game, what happens? A lot of people say, oh, I get excited. I start thinking about what level I'm on, where I can go, what I can do. And then do you feel it in your hands? Do you feel the controller in your hands? Yeah, man, I can feel it. I can feel, you know, what I'm doing. I'm thinking about, you know, what new uh, moves I can make and, you know, um, So for you, it's not only visual, but it becomes psychological inside your mind. You are totally engrossed in it way before you even sit down to play. You can see yourself doing everything for you becomes virtual reality. You can be sitting in class and you could think about you playing that last game and how you did so good. And now you're excited. There's already a reward there. So now if you spend four hours on the game after you get home, now we're cutting it down to two. Now we're cutting it down to one. Now we're cutting it down to a half hour. Now we're cutting it down to nothing for one whole day, two whole days, one whole week. In these time that I'm cutting down, I'm journaling. 
When I cut down the game for two hours, how did I feel? Bam, I'm starting there. And I keep on journaling as I'm cutting down. Woo, man. And then I'm starting to see how I feel and the effect that it's having. Because maybe you're not just involved in one game. Maybe it's several different games on different days. On this day, I play this. And some people are so scheduled. They got it down pat. Just like it is with an addiction to drugs or alcohol. At this time, I do this. Pornography, the same thing. This time I do this, I do that. Some people are the same with shopping. They have an addiction to shopping. At this time I go at this place and I know that I'm going to get this sale and then it's going to be like this, 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 and this. Whatever your addiction is, however you have become attached in such a way that if you were to stop, it becomes... It ends, it results rather in an unhealthy effect or an adverse effect. There's something that has to be done. Something that has to be done. And then you have to understand what the process is when you decide to stop. Some people can just cut cold turkey. They're like, I'm just going to stop. Understand that when you stop, there's still a process. Some people call it withdrawal. So you still have to go through this process of what it looks like. You still have to remember that you may have a desire to get back into it or an urge. And it may be a strong urge. I just want to do it just one more time. But that one more time may cause you not only to relapse, but it may also cause you to overdo it to the point that you might not get back. For some of us, that includes um, overdosing, alcohol poisoning. For some of us, that that may include, if you have a shopping addiction, you may have so many loans out or so many credits cards maxed out that it may actually cause you to go bankrupt. It may jeopardize your home life. For those of you who are into pornography, it could cost you your marriage. It could cost you your relationship. It could cost you your family. It could cost you embarrassment, depending on what you do with your addictions. I want you to think about that just for a moment. If you yourself are addicted, what can you do? What limits can you put on yourself? It's okay to feel like we want to do something, but when that feeling becomes an unhealthy desire that goes into an unhealthy attachment, we have to walk ourselves backwards and say, what can I do to get away from this? Sometimes you may need a prayer partner or accountability partner, and you want to make sure that this person is strong and stable enough to be able to help you through it because not everyone can. Not everyone can help you because they're not always strong enough. Some people aren't there because they're not the ones that are going to be able to push you, help you through it because they don't know how to. And you have to love people where they're at. 
and understand that not everybody is going to be there for you in the way that you need them to be. That's okay. You just need to find the person that can be there for you the way that you need them to be. That's important. And the reason that it's important is it's important for your spiritual growth. It's important for you to become a person that is not addicted anymore. If you are a family member of a person who is addicted, I found like a little commercial. Just remember that that person's going to need your help. They're going to need your support. They don't need you to look at them in a bad way because guess what? It could be you. God forbid, but it could be you. And if it was you, you would want someone to help you. You would want someone to love you through it. And even if you've never been in that place where you've been addicted to something before, you can definitely be in a place of understanding. And guess what? If you have no words, your silence and your presence speak louder than any word that you could. Just you being there while they talk it out. Just you being there while they are experiencing their withdrawal symptoms or they're experiencing the guilt that comes along with it or the shame or, you know, that part of them that just wants to excuse it all the way. Just you being there to hold them through it and to say, you're going to get through this step by step, day by day. You can do it. Just that support alone goes a long way versus being alone, trying to get rid of an addiction. If you are someone and you're like, I don't have anyone. There is so much help. The key is getting the right help. And I know that in itself, along with trying to get rid of an addiction can be so hard. Trust me, there were some things that I walked through alone and I was like, oh my gosh, I thought I was going to go crazy. But by the grace of God, I didn't. So what did you do? I remember uh, actually putting myself in a place where I said, do you want to be in this place all your life? Do you want to die here? Do you want to die right in this place? And for me, that answer was totally no. Do you want to leave the earth right now dealing with this thing? My answer was no. But I had dealt with it so long and I felt like it was literally handling me. I felt like it was manhandling me. I felt like it was beating me upside my head so bad. I felt like when I woke up, I was dealing with it. When I took a nap, I was dealing with it. When I <laughs> went to sleep at night, I mean, just all through the day, it was making me angry. I was frustrated. I was distant. I had to have it. All day long, it was dealing with me. It was dealing with me in my dreams. And I just wanted to get away from it. It was driving me. And to be honest, it was driving me insane. It was driving me out of my character. It was driving me to a point where I didn't want to be integral anymore. It was driving me and I didn't want to be there anymore. I was losing me. And I could feel me slipping away. It was almost like something that it was literally taking my soul out of my body. And for me, my only result was prayer. I looked at where I was at and I began to write down where I was at. And I began to make declarations. And I said to myself, you will not stay here. I began to quote scriptures. 
<laughs> and I, I begin to see myself out of that. One of the scriptures that I, I quoted was this poor man cried and the Lord heard me and he delivered me out of all of my troubles. The Lord is my life. He is my strength. He is my salvation. He is my shield. He is my buckler. I went to all the scriptures that talked about who God was for me and how he could help me. That's just what I did. And when I saw things that my children were doing, I tried to become relatable. I stepped in their world and I shared with them the things that I had dealt with. They were like, really? Oh my gosh. But it made me relatable. It made me somebody that they can come and sit and talk to. And when they would come and talk to me, I would be as real as possible. Because I wanted them to know that you're not talking to someone who does not understand. You're not talking to someone who cannot relate. Even when it came to games, just like I related gaming addictions to anything else, that's the same thing I did said, well, you know what? I grew up being addicted to pornography. And they're like, mom, what does pornography have to do with games? I said, well, just like dopamine is stimulating in you. There's, you know, all these other, you know, uh, chemicals inside your body that are released when you get sexually excited. You know, I, I talked about the vasopressin and the oxytocin. I talked about all these things that happen on the inside of your mind and how it could deter you from reality and doing what's right. It can make you distant, angry, violent, mean. It can distort your reality. It can bring you in such a, uh, a mind cloud where you can't think straight. You can't do things the right way. And in doing so, it helped them. Okay, so when I do this and when I do that, then this, then that. It was baby steps, but it was those baby steps that actually helped both of us. Because once I talked to them about where I was at, I then held myself to a greater level of accountability. You cannot step back into that reality. That can no longer be your reality. That place of addiction can no longer be your reality because if you don't get over your addiction, you'll never be able to help your children get over any addiction they have. They'll only be able to relate to your failure. They'll only be able to relate to the part that you never got over it. But even if I come out of my addiction limping, even if I come out of that addiction and I got, you know, uh, uh, something, some part of me has a bruise or a stain there, at least I came out. At least I have something that I can tell them that says, hey, you made it out. And by the grace of God, you made it out alive. You made it out with some sort of character and dignity. It did not destroy you completely. It may have took from you here and there, but it didn't take so much that you can't get back, that you can't keep moving forward. That's where we want to be as a family. If you are someone that you know is addicted, I am going to leave some information on the familymademom.com on our blog today that you can have as a resource. 
I'm going to include the infographic and where I got it from because I'm not a taker. I definitely didn't make the infographic myself. And once I was informed, I love to share. Um, no need to reinvent the wheel if it's already invented. I love to give credit where credit is due. There are so many places, resources you can go to. I'm even going to talk about the shopping addiction. An addiction is simply an addiction. If you are addicted and you want to get away from that addiction, guess what? September is National Recovery Month. Let's recover. Let's recover our peace. Let's recover our joy. Let's recover our mental health. Let's recover our mental stability. Let's recover who we are and get back to living and get back to living with some type of real kind of living. Get back to be creative. Get back to being fun and loving and having fun with your family, your friends. Get back to it and get back to healthy relationships. This is Ty, the family made mom. As always, please like, love, and share because it is so important to do so. All right. Love you, love you. Have a blessed day. Bye-bye.